to Tales of Xmas on Channel X. I am your host, the Christmas Creeper of Channel Xmas. We are now into the 13 days of Xmas. Before we begin, please remember to click subscribe and jingle the bell if you haven't yet done so. And if you enjoy these stories, please hit the thumbs up. On this wintry evening, we present you with a story about Christmas wishes. Channel X now presents Santa Saved Me. I was seven when I went downstairs that fateful night, on a cold Christmas Eve I'll never forget. Little Helena Corman had suffered a long December and an even longer year, but tonight promised excitement, change, a chance for me and mommy and daddy to finally be happy. I was a short, pale seven-year-old with blue Christmas for eyes and red holly for hair. At school, kids called me Helena Who. I was made fun of, isolated, with no friends. Honestly, home wasn't much better. Mama and Daddy always argued, even in front of me. Our suburban home just a war zone between this bickering couple. The past few Christmases were nothing special. The gifts Santa got me were what I wanted, but not what we needed. Sure, the dolls and easy-bake oven were fun, a nice distraction from the pain, the loneliness I felt during the holidays. But this year, I wanted Santa to give me the greatest gift of all, my family. I wanted us to be happy. I wanted to feel like I belonged. I wanted our house to be a home. I hoped and prayed. Like an obsessed fan, I sent Santa so many letters. Poured my heart into every word, every letter. Specifically said I didn't want Barbies or lightsabers. On my list, I told Santa I just wanted happiness. I wanted a real family. Soon, December 24th arrived. Then came midnight. As far as I knew, not a creature was stirring. Daddy's all-night holiday playlist was all I heard in the night. In my bedroom, I tossed and turned. Anticipation created insomnia. The promise of a better future kept me awake. The hope conquered me. To my delight, 
I heard thumping over Merle Haggard's If We Make It Through December. My excited eyes looked straight up to the roof, to what I knew were reindeer coming to my rescue. Then came a loud thud downstairs, inside my home. And deep down, I knew it had come from the living room. From near the Christmas tree and the beer that Daddy suggested I leave for Santa, right by the chimney. Through the cold, I entered the living room. The towering tree more lit up than a skyscraper. The stockings fluttered on the mantle, but Santa's cookies and Christmas beer were still untouched. There was Daddy at the tree, in his red pajamas and turned away from me. He reached out into the branches, spilling several ornaments. Dad was always sloppy, especially this drunk. Confused, I stopped and checked the chimney. Nothing. No footprints. And there wasn't a present in sight. Merle's voice drifted toward my unease. Finally, I confronted Daddy. Groaning, his arms disappeared further inside the tree, as if the Fraser fur was swallowing him whole. More ornaments fell to the ground. The lights dangled down. I took a few cautious steps toward him. Dad, I said in a soft voice. My father whirled around, his blue eyes in a frenzy. Sweat stuck to his muscular frame. Dark red stains scattered across his beard and pajamas. Helena, he cried. Full of restless energy, Dad looked back and forth between the tree and I, his paranoia obvious. Why aren't you in bed, sweetie? I couldn't sleep, Daddy, I said in a trembling tone. His cold stare fixated on me. Not a hint of a smile or Christmas cheer on Dad. Here I was, just a few feet away from him, but I felt a rising dread. He always looked mean or angry, but never this scary. You shouldn't have come down here, Dad said. He leaned in toward me. I told you to be a good girl and stay upstairs. Frozen in fear, I looked around the room. My gaze gravitated to the empty chimney. I just wanted to see Santa. I faced Dad. Where is he, Daddy? Turning, Dad reached back to the tree. I got no reply, and never would. Heavy footsteps startled me. I turned to see a man lunge in behind me. The red and white hat made his identity obvious, as did the big belly, the white beard. But even in the red jacket, Santa wasn't what I expected. The beard was just a bit too dirty. The hygiene terrible. 
Santa's face too angular to be the jolliest man alive. And his burlap bag too heavy. Santa! I yelled in excitement. With a wild smile, Santa marched past me. His even wilder eyes locked in on Daddy. Santa! I yelled out. Showing off surprising strength, Santa slammed his sack of toys straight onto Daddy's head. The ferocious slam overpowered Merle's gravelly voice. Over my own shock, Dad fell to the ground. His groans quieted once Santa threw down the bag once more. Over and over again, right in Daddy's face. Blood stuck to Santa's bag. His red outfit got even redder. Sweating, Santa Claus stood back. He dropped the heavy sack. Pieces of Daddy's flesh now coated a hundred pounds of toys and coal. On the floor, Daddy laid motionless, his face in slimy smithereens, beaten to pieces by the bag, his face an excavation of flesh on this frightening Christmas Eve. The gallons of blood flowed over the floor, surrounding those ornament islands, and drifting all the way to our feet. I looked towards Santa, too scared to talk. But his warm smile reassured me, comforted me from the cold and the bloodbath. Calmly, Santa pointed toward the Fraser fur. Amid the tension, Darlene Love's White Christmas overtook Daddy's playlist. The song eased my nerves, whisked me away to my winter wonderland. I folded my arms against the invading cold, followed Kris Kringle's gaze. My dad's messy corpse stayed sprawled a few feet away, his head nothing more than a yuletide smashed pumpkin, his body a wrapped present of grisly gore. But. Buried in the tree, I saw what Daddy was looking to get. The glimmer off the Christmas lights glow caught my attention. A long knife. The blade, pristine. Not even the crimson could cover its shine. Simultaneously horrified and curious, I stepped closer toward the tree my steps splashing through daddy's red puddles. Santa grabbed my shoulder. I faced his sympathetic green eyes. Come with me, Santa said in a soft voice. Shivering, I pulled away and stumbled closer to the tree. No, I mumbled. Santa Claus reached toward me. You don't want to see that child. But I had to. Surrounded by Darlene Love's gorgeous voice and Phil Spector's yuletide wall of sound, 
I stopped by the Fraser fir. Then I saw what the towering behemoth had been hiding. Daddy's dark secret. And a Christmas gift he'd made for himself. Mom's body was lying behind the tree. Daddy and her now like gruesome snow angels laying across from one another. A clean red line ran across her throat. A vicious trail. The countless blood was an added dose of Christmas to her green bathrobe. Her wide open eyes stayed on me. Crimson highlights now doused throughout her bleached blonde hair. Mom? I said through the horror. The pain. Battling the tears, I looked down at Dad's bashed head. The man who was my father. And my mother's killer. A supportive grip grabbed my arm. I looked up to Santa's comforting smile. You'll be fine, Helena, he said in a warm voice. I stole a look back at his bag. The thick blood weighed it down. A red pool drowned those toy nutcrackers and stuffed animals. Santa leaned in toward me. I saved you. Enraptured, I watched Santa hold up a few ripped pieces of notebook paper. Instantly, I recognized the scribbled scrawlings. Recognized my own name. My many Christmas lists for the North Pole. I've been listening, Santa Claus told me. His delicate hand caressed my face. I'm here for you, Helena. The peak of white Christmas unleashed my dam of tears, especially as I stood there with Santa in his support. Grinning, he wiped away my teardrops. Now you'll be in a family, Helena, he said. With a glowing glint in his eyes, Santa leaned in toward me. My family. I showed a smile. Relief and release hit me. The burden of my battling parents was finally lifted. At seven years old, I was finally free at last. Merry Christmas, Helena, Santa told me. He pulled me in for a gentle hug. One I'll never forget. And may all your Christmases be white, sang Darlene Love, an anthem for my new adoption, and a coda for this climactic Christmas Eve. Santa pulled me in closer, his smile omnipresent. Let's go, Helena. In that Americus Georgia house, Santa shared the cookies with me. Saint Nick downed the beer in mere seconds. Are we going through the chimney? I asked. My innocence was obvious, as was my hope. 
St. Nicholas gave me a drunken belly laugh. No, dear. I can't fit in there. He snatched my hand in a comforting grip. I'm letting my reindeer rest at home tonight. Out into the dark winter night, Santa led me. Up to a red convertible he had parked by our mailbox. There was no snow, but the chilling air damn sure contributed to the Christmas atmosphere. Santa placed me in the passenger seat, buckled my seatbelt. Cautious, he placed a blanket over my legs. Stay warm now, sweetie, he told me. Santa then tapped the vehicle's roof. This sleigh gets cold quick when Santa goes fast. I chuckled. I know, Santa. Playful, he patted my shoulder. All right, let's get you home, little girl. St. Nick bolted for the other side. He almost fell down in a drunken stumble. Ho, 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 he quipped. Laughing with glee, I watched Santa take the wheel, then crank the car. Santa's bright eyes confronted me. His cheerful expression warmed me from the cold. You've been a good girl this year, Helena. On the radio, Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song began to fade away. The lush melody and soothing voice and added comfort to this holiday dream. A soundtrack to my salvation. Santa put the car in drive. You deserve this gift. Thanks, Santa. I beamed. We'll take care of you, Santa said. In a tender touch, he stroked my face. My tears gone with the America's suburbs. Santa's playland is for all the good little girls and boys. With that, Chris Kringle turned his attention to the road, the engine providing much needed relief for those nine reindeer. Still smiling, Santa drove us away. I never once worried. Not even when that convertible took up off the ground like a jet off of this small town runway. Nor when the radio gave way to an emergency news bulletin. And breaking news for the Sumter County area, a patient from the Middle Flint Behavioral Healthcare Facility broke out just a few hours ago, a panicking reporter told us. The suspect is Chris Kringle, a middle-aged man dressed in a Santa Claus outfit. He was committed for several child kidnappings back in 2006 and is considered extremely dangerous. Still, I didn't care. This high in the sky, we were both free. Santa had rescued me from the awful world I'd been entrapped in. He gave me a fresh start, a fresh family. The two of us exchanged smiles. Then against the biting wind, Santa changed stations. Gene Autry's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer swirled all around us. I closed my eyes in the cold, thought about our bright future. 
joy would forever soothe me, no matter how cold the North Pole got. After all, my greatest Christmas gift had only just begun. Sometimes, when you ask for what you want, you get it. Although it may not always be through the method that you think is most likely. And for those of us who have seen Miracle on 34th Street, we know this isn't the first time Santa has been imprisoned. next time. Always remember, ask for what you really want. <laughs>